Ah, cool. We live? I think so. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Comic-Cons! I'm your host, Jay, with my co-host, Lou. What's up? Welcome to 2017. Boo. I know. Alright. It's already day two. It's day two. yet? No, we're not even in... We're not even talking about 2018. Not yet. Not yet. We have to hold off on the 2018 talk. Because there's movies coming out in 2018 that are going to be great. Possibly great. We don't even know yet. Anyway. Possibly great. I don't know. Most movies are good. They're okay movies. They're not okay movies. What? They're terrible movies sometimes. I'm just trying to do my worst and dumb Trump impersonation. <laughs> not looking forward to that, but whatever. To each his own. Oh my god. That'll be interesting. Anyways, let's keep it real here. Talking yes. about... Let's see. What are we talking about? Let's go over today's show, shall we? I guess. Let's yeah. do that. Alright, so what we're going to go over today... Uh, we were talking about a review of Rogue One. Yes. We're going to do a review of Rogue One today. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we will be covering uh, the late and great Carrie Fisher passing away uh, very suddenly, actually. The end of two- 2016 got a few more right before yeah. <laughs> right Including before it decided to right? go out. Yeah, and, and, her, and Debbie Reynolds, unfortunately. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, What's your daughter's name? Billy. Billy Lord. I... Billy Lord. You pa- oh, no, you're still recording. <laughs> I thought you paused it. I didn't pause it. I was just going to figure it out. But yeah, no, Billy Lord, man. You know, that, you know, prayers out to her, man. She's yeah. probably going through a real rough time. I know. She Condolences only- to the family, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Is she an only child? I believe so. I'm not sure. I know it's her only daughter, though. Yeah, so. I can't imagine that. Anyway, uh, another thing we will be covering since unfortunate the unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher... Uh, will Star Wars be in trouble for Episode Nine? We know Episode Eight is already done, filmed, is and it everything was completely done, or was it just your part? No, it was completely done. It's uh, but they're in post already. Okay. So we got we have that to look forward to, but unfortunately, we have uh, the loss of Carrie Fisher. Um, how is this going to affect the story? Would like to go over that a little bit. Uh, how is it going to be? Uh, what's what? Basically, what kind of twists and turns are they going to have to do? In order to make episode nine kind of just play out, unless I mean, it, I guess it all depends on how episode eight plays out. In case you know, maybe she may have already been like exit stage right by that point. Maybe, we, probably, probably not. I don't know. I think it, you know that's real unfortunate. I think we should probably start there then. So let, let's start with that one. We'll go with that one first. So Star Wars being in trouble with the passing of Carrie Fisher, yes it, or no? I well, I, I like I said, it all depends on how episode eight pans out for you know uh carrie fisher's character um you know we saw she was kind of like a kind of like a i don't want to say a cameo but she, you know she was definitely the leader of the resistance in the episode seven definitely so with the whole it's, i can only see it going as a way of um you know the you know phasing out of you know harrison ford's han solo's character to see kind of use you know the relationship between mother and son as an as an arc Maybe that's the only way that I can imagine. Like, if they're trying to do that, it's like, oh, let's try to appeal to you know Kylo Ren's sensitive side, mm-hmm. which is painfully obvious that it exists. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, if mom comes in and intervenes, do we see her either 
you know, if... Oh, goodness. My mind is just everywhere right now. All right, so look. So if... They Take your time. Go- process. Yeah, yeah. Process. If they're going about the way of trying to get Kylo Ren's character more established through his interaction with um, Princess with Princess Leia, then, then we're probably going to be in trouble because if you're going to be capitalizing on that, I seriously don't think they would have already expunged that in one movie. I agree. So, leaves the problem with how would they go about doing it? Well, I think thematically, if Carrie Fisher didn't go through, didn't finish um, episode 8, or, well, in this case, episode 9, would they go as far as trying to write the story such that in her in the in the absence and death of her of of her of Harris of Han Solo that she herself succumbed to you know to, to death and they ride her out that way, which I think would be the more appropriate thing to do only because I don't want them to start jumping on this bandwagon. Let's just CGI new people. Oh, uh, I mean, I yeah yeah I would agree. Yeah, because I mean, that's I know you know they had to do that for. Talking. No, 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 no. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Walker, towards the end of uh, Fast oh, Seven, yeah. Furious Seven, and similarly, Philip Seymour Hoffman in the Mockingbird Part Two. They yeah. had to do like they, he, they, well, both of them passed, uh, you know, towards the end of shooting, but they had to do stand-ins and CGI to fill in that, to fill in that void, that to gap, fi- to, to at least you know, kind of like phase them out. Yeah. Which, you know, <clears throat> I am. I mean, I think anyone on the production staff for Furious 7 would be able to attest to the fact that losing Paul Walker was absolutely detrimental and you know something like that they went about and you know they're doing fast Furious 8 you know kind of you know without him in that light it kind of directed the whole forward motion of where it needs to go now granted of course you know Furious 8 I mean I you know for one did think it's already all played out (laughs) anyways but that's for a different podcast yeah that'll be for a different one but um but I see, I see where you're going with the similarities yeah. in between uh, how they're going to be able to handle dealing with either riding out General Organa or how they're going to just basically have to take out her character due to what? unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. The only way that they can make it work is if they leverage the fact, like, like as far as it goes for the plot line, the whole arc is Kylo Ren's all bitter because he'll never be as powerful as his grandfather Darth Vader. So the only way that I could possibly ever see them tying any of this concept together is if someone smacks Kylo upside the head and is like, look, your mother died. You, uh, you weren't strong enough to save her, just like how your grandpa lost Padme because yeah. she died in his anger, even though we all know you know, Emperor Palpatine siphoned the life from her to preserve Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. That's my hot take on that. So the only way that they could possibly, if they're even going to go ahead and try to do this whole Kylo Ren's a white knight kind of thing, uh, you know, white knight and, and wolf skin, or I don't know what the matter <laughs> is. But you, you know what I'm saying. Like he A decided, sheep in wolf's clothing kind of deal. Maybe. Like he finally, you know, reveals himself to the light side because he's all, you know, he's all emotionally distraught about what happened. Which, I won't float it past Disney to try to do that. I won't either. But, um... I just hope, you know, they don't go about CGIing, you know, Princess Leia back in. Into the into yeah. the entire movie. Well, for one, I definitely do agree. Uh-huh. I don't know. See, and this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Because yeah. at this point, 
it, it can be it can be it, it's still gonna be good but i think i think there might be a little bit of trouble when it comes to writing because i think episode nine's already written oh okay you know and now having to go back and now the due dates are going to get pushed back even farther trying to figure out who's going to go where and what's going to go you know with different people and now we're going to have to change the story completely because a main character died Right. You know, like the main actor who plays or portrays that character is now is, has now passed away. So from a story aspect and a business aspect and everything like that, unfortunately, I don't know how well this story is going to be able to play out. Granted, episode seven, I think, was amazing. I thought it was great. Yeah, it, it did a lot of very filling in a lot of, you know, little gaps as far as where everybody's been, whose story this actually is. You know, and there's still more to learn about characters that are being developed. So we got Finn, uh, Poe. You could even uh, go more on Poe. You could do definitely more on Luke if we need it, if need be. Um, and then, of course, Ray. Yep. So I guess it's just kind of like we'll see where it goes. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's my problem. Like, where should it go? Like, what can you do at this point? Like, and the whole thing with the Sith too is that they're driven by anger and rage too. Like if we're gonna okay, if they if we appeal to Kylo Ren's side of maybe sympathy that his mother has passed away. Yeah. Well, even with like kind of like the whole Sith teaching, quote unquote, of it is that they're moved by their passion and they're moved by their fear. They're encouraged to feel like feelings and love and hate yeah, and anger it, and all it, those it, things. It's supposed to amplify their powers. Right? Exactly, and it's supposed but, to make them stronger. But I think. In this case, he, I mean, it's kind of evident when, you know, when you saw, you know, a relatively comical sense when Ray escaped the torture chamber, Kylo came back and he just couldn't control himself. Yeah. Is that so much a display of power or a a display of lack of control? Which I feel might be something that if they really want to overarch into the story that Kylo Ren actually just collapses under the whole, you know, feeling thing and he just, you know, because... To be honest, he's really just a sensitive little guy. <laughs> uh, that's you know. He is. That, he did it, come it, up. I as feel like they, brat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, that could probably be one of the things that they can do, which would ultimately be, you know, the pigeonhole to hey, you can't let your emotions govern everything. Because, well, <laughs> that happens. It is very true. It is very true. So I mean, I don't know. I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see where they're going to go with this story due to Carrie Fisher's unfortunate passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Mark Hamill gave a great kind of like little speech to kind of send her off. It was really, really nice. I saw it on, I saw a clip of it really quick on YouTube. It was, it was real great. Um, let's see if we can actually, you know, get, yeah, we could actually probably get, we could probably pull audio for that. That'd be cool. Um, but I mean, it's good. It's definitely going to be one of those things where it's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. So, all right. Well, unfortunately, I, I don't want to talk about Carrie Fisher passed away yes. anymore because I'm scared where Star Wars is going to go right now. So I kind of want to leave it alone. I don't want to hate on it, and I don't want to bash it or anything like that. It's just kind of like... Yeah, I think it's... What it happened has happened, unfortunately. Like I said, it'll be interesting to see where the story goes. So, all right, let's jump to, let's jump to something a little bit lighter. Uh, Rogue One? Rogue One? 
Great. Anyone? Yeah. Yes? Anyone? Yes? You're talking to just me in here. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, unless there's someone else in here that I don't know. No, no, no. So, uh, I saw... I. I didn't see it opening night, but I did see it like the <laughs> next day. <laughs> I, saw, I saw I saw it at seven o'clock on Thursday. <laughs> in of a, course, in, in, in a whim of spontaneity, Cynthia was just like, "Hey, you know they're showing a seven o'clock showings at Starlight, you know, five dollars th- cinema across the street." And I'm like, "Why not? <laughs> I get off work in five minutes. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's try to book it." And we, yeah, it was. Did you guys make it? Oh, we made it, and here we are thinking that, oh my gosh, the tickets are going to be sold out. The theater's going to, we're going to have a terrible yeah. seat. 50% capacity full. There you go. Yep. Perfect. That's we sat right there in the middle. And just like, it's amazing. <laughs> and I thought it was... Okay, so first thoughts of Rogue One without necessarily having any... We know what the what the story was going to be. It was just how the Rebels got the plans to the Death Star. Cool. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. yeah. Did we really... But that was the thing. Did we really need this movie? Because uh, we kind of already knew... Well, th- this kind of, like like most of the people were saying, what this was is kind of like a f- fill in the gap. You go from episode three, which was all the Jedi are dead. Yeah, all the Jedi are basically and, gone now, or supposed to be. And all, you know, Han and Luke, or, or Luke and Leia were separated and taken to their respective homes. Then you flash forward 24 years later yeah, I think it's to Princess Leia's, you know, you know, Princess Leia's blockade run of getting overrun by... By, uh, by Vader's Star Destroyer. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, okay, so we get, you know, they had the plans. How did they get them? Yeah. I feel like this was a very interesting kind of show and tell for who the Rebellion actually was. You know? Ooh. I didn't think about it yeah, like that. No, that's a really good no, point. That's the one thing that I noticed. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's division amongst the rebellion. Nobody, everyone was scatterbrained. You had the Death Star, which in and of itself was almost a more important character out of all of this, only because you had true an very object true. whose very existence almost destroyed the rebellion, and yeah. you saw the polar opposite ends of what the rebellion was. You had one person. You had Mon Mothma, who was brilliantly acted, by the mm-hmm. way. She was kind of like the mediator between it look we needed to come together she had her own agenda that she wanted to do but obviously you know she being the arbiter she had to she had to incorporate everything to maintain order so be that as it may you had an object as large as the death star to its very existence almost brought the demise of the of the rebellion yeah and you saw two factions come up from the rebellion those that are pacifists and wanted to flee and hide and then those that wanted to go about and do something about and it actually fight. also yeah and the third one that i thought was interesting was a kind of like a black ops group that cassian was a part of yeah. they were the ones that got their hands dirty for the rebellion which yeah. is something that i thought was pretty more realistic which i completely agree diego luna's character was i think it's exactly what i would have wanted in this type of movie yeah like i think it was very it was insanely well done i mean we all like i said it, even from the beginning like you said yeah you know, it was one of those things yeah we knew how it had we knew what had happened for them to get these things but it wasn't like show me how it happened yeah you know kind of a deal which was really cool and it gave us you know it kind of it, it introduced us to characters that we probably never would have known of or never would have seen and unfortunately we'll never see again. and we'll never see again spoiler alert <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, spoiler. we do we, we need to make sure we do that in post yeah <laughs> just, just i know beep. <laughs> or just a big old alarm <laughs> yeah. like but that. um 
I think overall the movie was absolutely perfect. I think it was great. I think Jin's character was was awesome. I, I think she was a great heroine kind of deal. She because she was still more of that like badass kind of. I don't really want to be involved in this, but I gotta do something about this right. because this is this isn't gonna turn out well if I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, almost kind of like she was forced into doing something that yeah. she didn't necessarily want to do, but she knew that there was hope to see like a piece of her family again, which was. You know, kind of like the driving force behind yeah. it. What 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 my dad had wanted, kind of thing. Like, yeah, fulfill, like fulfilling that obligation to the family, even though she technically didn't have a choice in it. And it's true, you know. But it was good, though. I think um, other characters throughout the K two S O, I think definitely was probably one of my favorite yeah. droid characters <laughs> ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've always loved R two as far as like. Side characters go. You know, I couldn't understand R2. R2 was always always one of my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I never really understood R2. What do you mean? Well, only because, you know, I couldn't hear him. Oh, okay. I, I, mean, I, <laughs> I, need, I needed, you know, C-3PO to kind of, like, break and break everything down. But I think that was kind of, like, their like yeah. their thing. Like, they, like, you knew what he was saying because 3PO was giving him an answer yeah. to what he was saying. Kind of like how how BB-8 and and uh, and and Ray and Ray, yeah, yeah, it was like that banter going back and forth. Like you didn't really, I felt like I had a little bit more uh, understanding of who BB-8 was versus like R2 because R2 you couldn't really understand him if he wasn't with C-3PO. Oh, and yeah. That was yeah. only because C-3PO kind of like repeated, well, what do you mean? You know? Kind of yeah. Like, uh, he kind of like, it was a more of a redundant type yeah, of yeah, conversation yeah. because it was coming from one character instead of it being a dialogue between two. It reminded me of, all right, so that dynamic re- definitely reminds me of like Groot and Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. so that's, that's kind of like how the feel I was. Of course, you know, that was, you know, a bit more comical and things like that. But, you know, I, I mean, yeah. So going back to K2. Uh, uh, K2SO. K2SO. He definitely was like a very much of a comic relief kind of droid. And, um, you know, what, what the hell is his name? I always mispronounce it. Alan. I'm just going to call him Alan. <laughs> the guy, you know, he, you know, he was, you know, pretty good mocap art, you know, mocap uh, actor. And uh, even more so is the fact that I don't know if you remember from Knights of the Old Republic, HK forty seven or something yeah. like that. One of the characters, mm-hmm. like he was also very dark, cynical. Yeah, um, you know, always always referring to humans as meat bags. Yeah. So I had a very much of a disgust yeah, kind of for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I kind of got that vibe from him as well, which was, I mean, yeah, it was really good. He was very stoic and very program programmatic about things. Cassian made Cassian made me do it, you know. Kind of. Oh yeah. Like a, well, I will be with you every step of the way. Cassian told me so. <laughs> so. so, but it was good. Uh, what did you think of uh, Danny Yen's character, the blind one? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I just I know who he is. I just felt like you looked at me like you didn't know who I was talking no, about. No, because I was just so, you know, because I'm just sitting there thinking he's like you know, I'm one with the force. The force is with me, you know, and like. I don't know. I think he did his job. Uh, he did that character very well. Oh, yeah. It is just a shame that we would not be able to use Donnie Yen in any other Oh, movie. I know. Because I remember I was reading an interview that he was doing. He's like, I'm actually kind of glad that they didn't give me a lightsaber as much as I would have wanted one. Oh, Only because I would have dropped the mic on the whole thing. <laughs> and I would have said, yes, 
Give it, man. A a, uh, a no joke. That is the only thing. That is the seriously the only thing I was hoping. Like when he was walking yeah, through yeah, that when group, he, when you that, saw you saw that staff. There like, was what two is hands what on is that, it on the end of that hill, and like, I was so hoping. I was praying. I was like, "Please let it happen. Please let it happen. Please let it happen. Please let it happen." <laughs> yeah, I I I, I think uh, and, uh, there was people behind me the first time I saw it. Who actually thought the same thing? He was like, "Oh my gosh, I was expecting him to bust out a okay. lightsaber at the end of that hill." No, seriously, no joke. If there was going to be a lightsaber duel in this movie, I would have loved to see Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen go up against Vader. Go up against Vader, and here's the reason why: chronology of the story, basically how everything pans out. Mm-hmm. Anakin, when he does a f- first become Darth Vader, is only, what, 22, 23 years old when he first puts on that suit? Maybe. Okay, and this uh-huh. is supposed to be only 20-some-odd years later? Mm-hmm. So he's mid-40s at this point? He's still in shape to be as badass as he was. Well, never mind that. The Vader in, suit. In the, yeah, and then the Vader suit would also... Help yeah, him it, on top it, of it yeah, all it too. Enhanced him like tremendously. Exactly. I, I remember reading this one bit that you know some guy did. You know the DK books came out with the cross section. Oh yeah, yeah, suit. yeah. Like they noticed that Vader's suit actually gave him so much more abilities. Like his boots supposedly have magne- are magnetically actuated so right. that he could latch on to hulls of ships. Yeah. So it reminded me of when General Grievous got blown <laughs> out of like, the airlock and he just like started you know climbing his. <laughs> way up the side of that ship like that would be darth vader except you know with magnets going through it's just like oh just walking are down. like well, I'm gonna... oh hold on let me open this bad boy right exactly <laughs> so i mean yeah yeah no no joke about you know seeing I, oh my goodness like if you think about it, like literally think about it because i just got excited about this yeah. i don't know why it took me till now but dude imagine that imagine being a for vader to being able to display what he was supposed to be able to do with that suit. I think Danny Yen's character would have been perfect for that. One, because of Danny Yen's background in martial arts. Oh, yeah. I think he would have... I think he that lights it... Oh, my God. I think that duel would have been... It would It would have been amazing. Yeah. And since the fact that he's not a Jedi, but he is... He's he's, a, he's an insanely Force-sensitive person. Yeah. I still don't think there would have been a problem with it. No, never mind even a problem with that. What is the likelihood of there being... All right, so this is the one thing that I was curious about. After Order 66 was executed in Episode 3, what certainty do we have that each and every single one of the Jedi were exterminated? Well, if... Okay, see, and that's kind of where... Because I asked my brothers the same thing because uh-huh. they watched all the Clone Wars yeah. episodes and even the new Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. uh, show. And all of that's canon. And a lot of the Jedi's, yeah, I know, right? Now you got to go catch up on this. And even I have to catch up on it. But apparently some of the Jedi's got away. So there are still Jedi's that are out there. They just don't necessarily practice. They hide to play. I mean, like you look like places like where Yoda ended up on Dagobah, where it was just very, you know, dark side was able to hide him. Nobody knew where he was kind of a deal. You know, but a lot of that is just everybody just kind of went into hiding. Like Obi-Wan went to mm-hmm. Tatooine and, uh, you know, everybody's in their own respective places. Yep. So there are still some Jedi out there, even at the, even going into four, we know 
where only two of them are throughout the next three movies, but there are still Jedi that were alive. Even because even it, and a lot of people were also talking about what happened to Darth Maul because Darth Maul even at the end of Episode One, okay, okay, yeah, is still alive. Hold on, yeah. So can we touch on that? I, yeah, let's do it. Because I was I saw an exhibit in Peru. I have the picture somewhere. I need to show you. Okay, they it was some a comic book series where someone hashed Darth Maul like General Grievous's legs. Yeah, and it, no, no, that's that's true. What? Yeah, it ended up being they they incorporated that into the t- into uh, Star Wars Rebels. Oh, I think it's uh, either Rebels or it was in Clone Wars. Something about me needing to watch a cartoon to get caught up with Star Wars <laughs> is rubbing me the wrong way. I'm a grown ass man. Pushing twenty seven, I got no time for cartoons. No, it, you need. In all honesty, they're really well done. Really, they are. They are. Ugh. You get this coming from the guy who watched the entire '90s Batman, hey, <laughs> Batman hey, animated okay, series. Look, that's you cannot knock. The, you can't knock it. I got episode, I got season one sitting on you my shelf. You I can't knock, knock it. No, you can't knock it because it's always nostalgic. Yeah, it's but, Star Wars. But, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's something that's marketed towards little kids. I mean, you look at. We're really going to do this. If you want to know why, you want to know why? Because this is what this show is based on. Oh, God. Let me finish my juice right here. (laughs) Buckle in, people. This is where it gets good. All right. So, Batman the Animated Series, if you actually go through and look at it, like, for example, Heart of Ice was the most mind-numbing experience in terms of, like, getting to feel for, you know, uh, Dr. Freeze's character. Okay. All right. That over across the two episodes was so well done that you look at this and you're thinking, this is a, this is a cartoon. Yeah. Like shown during prime time for when kids get off school. Yeah. No, that was something that was, that definitely grasped, you know, not so much as a dark overtone, but dark enough so that you can, you know, so that people, so that it doesn't lose sight of what the original, what Batman was supposed to be. Right. But also gripping enough and comical enough so that you can kind of like jovially, you know, chime in and kids can enjoy. True. And so, you know, ironically, Mark Hamill playing as the Joker, he was, <laughs> Mark you know, he, yeah, you know, he did a phenomenal job with it. And, you know, it, it kind of like pushed for an essence of, you know, this is very much a lunatic, a lunatic sociopath bent on just creating havoc and destruction while maintaining a clown persona. Oh, yeah. Versus, say, uh, Chris Nolan's version with Ledger. That was a very dark, cynical, twisted, yeah. maniacal Joker, which I'm all for. But when you're talking about target audiences, you can appreciate the cinematic storytelling in the animated series sure. for Batman that we can look back to now and be like, you know, that was well done. Would someone, 10, 20 years <laughs> down the line, look at Star Wars Rebels with a straight face and tell me, you know, they did a good job. You never know. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing because, yeah, okay, one, yes, granted, it, it is so, you, you have to understand, it's something that has been done for uh, who knows how long. It's been marketed towards kids, but when you sat down to watch it, you realized how good that show actually was. All right. I forced myself to watch the short movie Star Wars The Clone Wars. The, CG, Which one? the first CGI animated one. No, I'm not talking about those. Wait, wait, wait. Duh, I'm talking about the actual series. 
it went from just the 2D animation ones, which went from episode 2, The Clone Wars, and carried into episode 3, uh-huh. and then continued. So it kind of back, it kind of relapses to and goes through the entire uh, journey of how Anakin got to episode 3 and where that took off and then Obi-Wan's journey and then now you have Star Wars Rebels which was going in from episode 3 kind of how the rebellion got started and then kind of going into Rogue One uh-huh. and then episode 4. You know, it basically fills all those gaps. The two big the big differences between the as far as the comparison goes between Batman and this is the fact that there may not be very similarities between the movies and the cartoon other than the characters okay all right but if you're talking a basic storyline that needs to continue not only for money's sake <laughs> which is which is basically why it was probably done but on the second hand too if there are characters and it is canon to the story, why not? Simply because it's a money-generating machine. You're going to overlook a lot of things for the sake of trying to generate revenue. I don't think Obviously. Batman the Animated Series went in mind saying, you know what, we got to milk DC as a cash cow. Let's well, that didn't happen. This. We already know that. Well, of course not. But I'm saying like the motive behind the Batman the Animated Series was kind of like a genuine... This is a Batman animated series that we're gonna do as kind of like a standalone Batman tale. Well, bet which it, which it is. Yeah, it is. But I mean, when you're trying to do like you know Star Wars: The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, you know, forcefully marketing towards you know the younger audiences. Okay, business standpoint, I see why you're trying to get little kids involved. But I'm just concerned that you're trying to push so far into this whole let's try to get revenue off of these kids to buy you know more star wars toys <laughs> with you know some you know stormtrooper helmet with you know the imperial with the rebel sign on it right you know it, it's to what point would they sacrifice a lot of dialogue a lot of characters for the sake of trying to appease the kids and then going along and saying this is canon you're not going to see people getting dismembered on it you're not going to see you know you know, people, you know, get, you know, you're, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you look at Star Wars If, you, Rebels, if, this, if, if we ever look, decided to do an actual vlog on this, you should see his face melting right now. <laughs> okay, look, look. <laughs> the thing that comes to mind, for example, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3D, the video game. Sure. Go Fun game. Loved it. I just bought Loved it on it Steam too. on a flash sale for like sure. four bucks. Yeah. Played through it. It's fun. The script, miserable. I get it. Absolutely it's, terrible. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I, I I mean, I don't want to say that thing is 100% canon, but at the same time, you look at something like that, which I would describe as akin to Star Wars Rebels. You take The Force Unleashed, looking how how everything turned out, I don't think that's canon anymore, right? I don't because, know. In all honesty, I don't know. Because we saw Princess Leia sitting on... Well, first off, Princess Leia is already in existence. Princess Leia is already, you know, we we discovered on that game that the origins of the Rebel Alliance symbol was the Wookiee's symbol for hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. She was on Kashyyyk. They were trying to defend everything. And uh, Starkiller, right? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. That that in and of itself is confusing because now we got Star Killer Base from episode eight, <laughs> from episode seven. So when you thought, oh, this is Star Killer Base, I'm like, oh, really? So are we gonna have force welders pulling Death Stars out of uh, Star Destroyers out of orbit? 
because that would have made real short work out of you know Rogue One. Okay. True, very Think true. About it. I'm, I'm good to get. I am. I am not saying I am completely and agreeing with you on every because, point that you were making. Because all right, let's let's be completely honest. Spoiler alert for episode for Rogue One. We if, really if need we, a spoiler alert. Yeah, if, you, if Vader taught Star Killer to pull Death Star Destroyers out of orbit. What was to stop him from walking onto the bridge, uh, walking out right when he his finale scene where you see him pull out the lightsaber, oh, cut yeah. through all those rebels, and just basically stop the yeah he could have he could have several occasions. One when he saw the little plant, the little hard drive thing trying to get through the door, he could have just force grabbed the thing out of it. No, all right, I'm going on a theory rant here. Okay, yeah, he could have just like, oh, what's that over there? Force grab. Yeah, all right, we're done that's here. Mine, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's already one thing that he could have done. The other thing, once he got everything through, you know, the rebels, you know, quite heroically, you know, hit, you know, they shout out launch, and you just see the, you know, you see the blockade runner yeah, you know, disembark, take off. take off. What was to stop him from just be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, force grab the freaking blockade runner, <laughs> use his little magnet boots, stop right there, it's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, boom, pull the thing right towards you, slash your way into the hole, and then there you go. Which brings me to my theory. Okay. Darth Vader secretly wanted to sabotage the Empire. Huh. Think about Inter- it. Interesting theory. Think about it. He was corrupted by Darth Sidious to basically abandon everything that he ever known and loved. Okay. There was a part of him that still clinged on to love and hope because... We all know in the end of episode six, uh, episode six, six where he's seeing his own son getting m- melted, murdered. being <laughs> murdered by his supposed teacher. What we were supposed to just assume that he blew up Aldron without <laughs> blinking an eye, which did, was he okay with? By the way, which he was okay with. I don't with. know because I was looking through it. I remember. Okay, all right. No, no, no. This furthers my point. <laughs> Not only does he go around the entire pl- uh, entire galaxy, you know, you know, mowing people down, uh, shooting down rebel pilots, and um, you know, force choking people for the Death Star plans, <laughs> and of course, blowing up planets. But here's the one thing that I that I remembered seeing was in all of this, and and at the end of Rogue One, reaffirmed this. On several occasions, he had the chance to stop the rebellion from running away with the Death Star plans. I'm going out on a limb saying that he could have force pulled the freaking you know blockade uh, blockade runner. Sure, he went ahead and said to go about and to deny the existence of the Death Star simply to not bring it into the into the geopolitical world, right. which is you know which is the Senate. Secondly, when Grand Moff Tarkin suggested a show of force to use the Death Star. He wanted to make a statement at that point to use it on a bigger target. Darth Vader, in, uh, yeah, it, it happened in a split moment. You see him startled when he suggested to go blow up Alderaan. He's like, no, we need a bigger show of force. And Darth Vader, he's like, what do you mean? That part, coupled with the fact that he could have stolen the plans from way back when, suggested he was actually against the plot for destroying Alderaan to begin with. All up to, All to wrap up saying... Granted, of course, he's a big villain. Who did he actually kill in the original trilogy? Sure, he choked out the guy because, you know, maybe he wants he's trying to do a show of force for the Death Star plans. Yeah. He froze, let's be honest, he just froze Han Solo. 
when he could have killed him. You know, he could have killed him. Yeah. Tortured him. Also dumped him in carbon. Uh, what? Carbonite? Car- carbonite. Yeah, froze him in carbonite. For what purpose? He could have killed him. He could have ended Luke Skywalker. Instead, he wanted him to join him. Okay? So why? So they can go and run amok on the galaxy? I think he's just, you know, he secretly resented the Emperor ever since he lost Padme. That he could never be his parallel or that he was always underneath his thumb. Because let's be honest, Anakin doesn't do well with power struggles. <laughs> we know that. So, <laughs> so, so, I feel like the entire overarc is the fact that, you know, Darth Vader secretly was trying to want the Rebellion to succeed to destroy the Empire. Reinforce that with the fact that Starkiller from The Force Unleashed is supposedly Darth Vader's apprentice, right. who, if you opted to let Vader live, the storyline continues as you, you know, working alongside the uh, alongside with the Rebels. Whereas if you choose to try to destroy Darth Vader in a big Deus Ex Machina, you're actually a clone! <laughs> so, so, I think, yeah, so that's my hot take. Darth Vader secretly wanted this Empire. Uh, that's a Empire very, collapse. very, very interesting theory. One I have not thought about. I don't know. I feel like I have to rewatch the original trilogy just to kind of like put all these strings. But together. I think okay, just off the top of my head and kind of flashing through five movies right now just to try and get with the Where are we at right get now? your theory. Oh, We're good. <laughs> um, the only thing is is that you're right with the conversation between Vader and Tarkin in that conference room. I completely agree with you. The only thing is that would hinder that is one line from episode three where he says, write to Obi-Wan that I have brought peace to my new empire. Now, I do agree with you on that part where he wanted to get rid of Palpatine altogether and control it by himself. I think what the problem was is that he thought he was going to help him save Padme and they were going to be able to do it together, he would get rid of Palpatine, and maybe everything would be okay. <laughs> maybe everything would have been fine. We don't know, because you do bring up the good point. He has a problem with power struggles. Yeah. You know, so if we have, you know, somebody like Anakin in, like you said, the Geo-Republic political kind of atmosphere and take over Palpatine's spot... Like, what would have happened then? Because at that point, he had already been dubbed Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. So if he stays a Sith, basically, it's the line from Batman, if you kill one murderer, the number of murders stay the same. Mm -hmm. You know, you take out the Emperor and you take his place. You still have an Emperor. You You know, just, I I don't know. It's a great theory. One I have never thought of, and it's it's a really good theory. I don't know if it went so well just from that one line, though. Because his idea was never to, uh, never to, like, be good again or anything. He needed the Emperor to do something. That failed. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe, like, like, I'm here now. Might as well. (laughs) Kind of idea maybe it set in. Yeah, kind of like, I have nothing to live for. Why not? You know, he's going to take over the galaxy. I want to be the, the, I want to be right there. Well, kind of going on what you said is that, you know, the Sith channel in their emotions. Who's to say that, you know, Emperor Palpatine wasn't able to manipulate that in such a way to redirect 
to vectorize his anger towards the Jedi Order. Like, he was very much the snake in the grass in the sense of, you know, taking that and channeling it towards, you know, his own agenda. And oh, sure completely. He was able to, you know, in the moment of, you know, uh, you know, of defeat and weakness of striking down Mace Windu, was able to use his force influence, if you may, on him sure. such that, you know, to kind of sway the balance and kind of like hardwire him to be like, this hey, this is a, this is how it works. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what you become. I'll protect you. We'll save Padme together. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, I, like, I would go with that. Kind of like the puppy dog kind of thing. So yeah. he kind of had like this, you know, kind of like this clinch on him throughout the entire series, which he kind of, like I'm alluding to, kind of resented. True. I would, I would absolutely agree. Which also would go along with your point as far as Vader not wanting the Death Star and the Rebels kind of to succeed. But, I mean, I guess that kind of always goes back to, because if you think about it, if the Rebels succeeded, they got Palpatine out of power, let's say that he didn't kill the Emperor or anything, and they just, for some whatever reason, just got him out of power. You still have Vader there to possibly take up the mantle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you get rid of the Emperor... There's always, and like even Yoda said in episode one, is like there's always a master and apprentice. You know, so you take away the master, who's there to take over? Mm -hmm. You know, what if at that point Vader was just like, screw it, I'm just going to take over, and this is what I wanted to do since 20 years ago, and now I'm going to do it now because they got the Emperor out of the way for me. What if it was something like that? Maybe. Instead of being like, hey, he did it, (laughs) you know, kind of point the finger kind of deal. All right, so but, I don't know, but I really think, I, in all honesty, Rogue One was absolutely amazing. Just to go back to it, the story was great. Even I mean, even this little tangent on where we went to, I yeah. mean, it's all an entire pot. It, like, instead of killing everybody, it could have been something where, hey, it's just that base. Certain characters got away, and now we have, you know, other things to yeah. get, you know, to look forward to. We could do spit. Like, I mean. Look at what we're getting. We're possibly getting. We know well, it's almost almost for sure we're getting a Han Solo movie, yeah. a young Han Solo movie. Even more possible that we're getting a Boba Fett movie. Mm, I don't. If see we're doing it, it, it's entirely possible. They did this off of a whim, at one idea. What makes you think they can't do a Boba Fett movie? I mean, I just think that's something that you wouldn't be so much of a theatrical release there are hardcore fans of boba fett do you want to know where it would do even better what netflix oh yeah Make if they did it like a netflix boba fett do like a, show do a, do a that would be cool on boba fett. like a six episode yeah. miniseries that would be awesome that, i would i sold yeah i would i would pay whatever i needed to pay for netflix to watch that yeah because i mean i for someone as good as boba fett uh, someone f uh, guy only had five lines in the original trilogy okay <laughs> it's true and he came about as one of the most recognized most res- feared and respected yeah bounty hunters in the entire... of... yeah so i mean to just do something like that like you just give it like a two and a half hour two movie and a half hours i would give it a, a i would give it a netflix movie series. i would give it yeah yeah if you give it a six hour space it out or across i mean that would be something a little bit more you can more and fun. you can you could run that on for at least two to three seasons, too. Well, I mean, that's kind of dragging it out. For example... What's well, because you have to think about it, too. He he hunted Jedi. Like, that's what... He also did that, too. Like, it wasn't just like... 
think about it. We think of Jedi and we're like, holy crap, this guy took out Jedi's. <laughs> like, you don't just, like, you can build off of that. If he's a, if he's like, hey, look, uh, if somebody came to him, like, in the series, like, look, Order 66 was given, you take it right after Episode 3 where he's a little bit older and maybe a young Boba Fett. It's just like, look, there's still Jedi out there. Here's this many credits. Go get them. And he's learning throughout how to take out Jedi. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, no, it could definitely be, you know... Something. Like, just series ideas. Like, what would you do? Like, because... Well, you could definitely do an origin. Of course, we need to know, like, you know, he takes up his dad's armor. He takes up his dad's, you know, starship. Yeah. He paints it for reasons. For, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I want to know why. Why green? <laughs> why not keep it blue? Yeah, why not, why not keep those colors? Yeah, so... You know, and then what is he? He's a Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. That in and of itself, you could do an entire series on. You could focus an entire episode on that if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I don't think one movie would justify his character. I think an, I think a and, Netflix series would be good for him. And you can even go ahead and do it as far as those for... Let's just make him like kind of like a badass kind of bounty hunter that resents Jedi. So True. You can he was there, he he was a, there throughout the entire... Battle in that arena in Attack of the Clone Wars as a kid. Yeah, so he, I would give you know, it he like a driving him, force. Try to go again. He, I mean, I'm sure you can have him do that, but even more so, like for Episode One, you can have him try to do like training on that kind of thing. Uh, but then like try to incorporate some sort of like Mandalorian power struggle or something like that. Kind of like kind of like how Daredevil did with um, with uh, Wilson Fisk. And yeah, the whole mob thing. Like you could, def- I, I feel like you could definitely incorporate that kind of like that type of undertone kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, no, I got you. And especially considering the fact that now Marvel already has a couple legs in with you know standalone with, series on Netflix, on Netflix, I think it would be a good the, idea. Yeah, I mean they already have. They, it would be completely possible to do a live action uh, Boba Fett standalone series. I think so. I uh, would resubscribe to Netflix if they ever announced <laughs> that. I would. I I seriously would. I would buy. I would buy it. Yeah. I I would be sold on it. I would much rather. I completely agree. I would much rather take a Boba Fett series over a Boba Fett movie. I think it's. I think it's a character development kind of deal, to where maybe at the end, hey, sure, go ahead, give him his own movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really good. So, See, uh, so so for example, live action Boba Fett miniseries. Perfect. Why are we getting animes? <laughs> yes, I'm revisiting this. Why oh, you're talking about the Disney Infernal Machine? Let's just cast people to start, you know, doing. Okay. We get, no. Hold up. Okay, I see what we're doing. Because in the Clone Wars, what are you gonna do? Pay Juan McGregor and Hayden Christensen? To you're not on? going no, to. No, you're not. You're not going to. But they can afford it. Yeah, they can. They're not going to. <laughs> you know. Okay. I mean, why? All right. There's okay. really no point. Okay, that I can understand. From a business aspect, yes, that's where I believe they went with it. What about, what about rebels? Could have done that. Brand you new, char- brand new characters. Um, most of them, I think, what they were kids or something. Yeah, something kind like of. That. I mean, well, okay, maybe not. Never mind. Maybe, maybe not. Going we back don't know. to what I think, what they did with <laughs> you know, Agents of Shield and. Uh, oh, oh my and, God! Uh, okay, that's a that'll be for the outro. Oh, the, it, it was really interesting. I've never seen the company do this, but I'll, I'll tell you when we go when we close right now. All right. I mean, that's so, kind of all that I wanted to say. No, that's good. All right, so we'll close the show out here. 
Uh, first uh, first podcast of 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, I I didn't really know how much uh, how much of a show we were actually going to have, but we had a pretty we decent had show. two conversation points, and yeah. we managed to drag this out to almost an hour. Yeah. So Wait, hold up, I can't see. Oh, 50 minutes. Yeah, 50 minutes. Just shy, just shy of it. Right. Um, which was pretty cool. Uh, okay, so real quick, just to recap, maybe next show. I know we had I had ideas for the last show this last time, but. Uh-huh. Uh, since we both saw Rogue One and I really, and Carrie Fisher passing away, I kind of wanted to ca- cover that and then kind of just have today be like a, like a Star Wars show. So I, I'm kind of glad we kind of focused on this because it was, you know, there's more to come, especially from Star Wars and that entire thing. It's going to be an interesting thing to see where it goes. Um, okay. So next week's show, uh, I kind of want to, whatever we talked about, uh, at the end of the last show we did. I kind of want to do that for our fifth show, and uh, this will be like our pilot season, and then we will be posting these and see how and see how it does. I mean, we'll po- we'll keep doing it even if it doesn't do, you know, pick up steam right away. It's gonna be kind of be like a, you know, it's gonna be a little bit of a process here, but uh, with everybody's help, kind of like a way of us venting. Yeah, to it's a kind of way of us venting, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to kill off Mondays. There you go. I know Mondays. All, Mondays have a purpose now, yeah. which I'm happy about. <laughs> Mondays don't have to suck. But I know Mondays don't have to suck, guys. So, um, okay, so the next show I do want to talk about, uh, Batman, uh, it's actually the comic series, it's actually the comic books right now, it's uh-huh. called, uh, I Am Suicide. Whoa. Yeah, uh, I thought it was, no. Yep, you totally missed <laughs> uh, it. It's a very, I don't even know where to begin with this topic, because I, I don't, I don't know, it's an entirely, it's, it's Batman, but it's not Batman. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. You're right. So uh, I do really kind of want to go over that. That was sarcasm. What does that even mean? No, exactly. Exactly. You have to. Okay, I'll send you what you need to look into, okay. and then we'll go into that. Um, so that's going to be one point. Uh, we did a review of Rogue One, which ended up being, which was really cool. Uh, so my biggest thing is uh, right now is this Batman comic. It's really kind of got me twisted. Um, the next thing is, is that, uh, you brought up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just a second ago, which oh. made me think of this. Um, Disney can no longer afford to have Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Afford? They cannot afford to have the character. Which I, th- I said the same thing, because I saw it on comicdrop.com, and it said right there, the, the, the headline of the, of the page was... Disney can no longer afford to keep a Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The character or the actor? Well, it's the actor, but they can't afford to keep the character on there. Well, I th- is it so much as they can't afford it as the, the money's running out? Or no, the it's, guy is asking just too much? It, 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 possibly. I saw the headline. I'm going to look into it, and then that's kind of what I want to talk about next next yeah. episode. You know, that's why. <laughs> I just saw the headline, yeah. and that was just like, okay, outro for the show. That's what it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'll, send you, I'll send you the info for that one. Um, but just, uh, I don't mean to kind of keep ranting on it, but this, this, this latest Batman issue series, the I am suicide thing, it's got me insanely twisted. I don't know why. Do you need like a Jack and Coke right now? No, I don't. No, it's not. Okay. Okay, (laughs) It's not like that. It's just, okay. Just uh, from what I know of it is it's Batman going to fight Bane at a certain place. But it's telling, uh, it's like more of like an inner dialogue with Bruce Wayne. And the thing that really has me twisted about it is that there is, 
a part in the comic where as he's talking to himself inside and how we kind of know how Bruce Wayne dies when his parents die and that revenge kind of sets in and he needs to become something different, something more what he wants to be and he ends up becoming Batman. In this comic series, in this comic arc, it's not so much when his parents dies, it's when he actually starts cutting his wrists as a kid. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's what I said. And I'm like, that's heavy. Yeah. That's really, really heavy. You're getting into places where I don't even think comics should go. Yeah. In all honesty, because your 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 target audience is between who might very well but, yeah, going, you know, going, going through, through those things. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily think it's a very good idea to go that dark with a heroine. Like a heroine, like a hero. Hero, yeah. Yeah. Heroine is a female. Or, uh, or hero. a hero. There we yeah. go. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Sorry. That was Batgirl. My bad. Talking about now. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, yeah, I, that's... I, I hear what you mean with that, but at the same time, here's another, here's another coin, another flip side to it. So you say you have, you know, some hypothetical. Say you have some teen out there, really dark down on themselves. He's cutting, he's cutting, they're cutting their wrist. He or she. He or she's cutting their wrist. They find this comic to find Batman's doing the same thing. I feel like they would latch onto it to see how it plays out. It's a powerful move in the sense where if they turn it around to show Batman triumph, to give like a positive message toward the end of it, maybe that would be kind of like the way to go. But if you're going to do like I Am Suicide and he ends up like offing himself, yeah. That's, a That's bad maybe move. not so much. Well, I mean, he do, we know he doesn't off himself because it's just like an internal conversation that he's having. Well, but, I mean, with this whole like new spree of whole bunch of you know new renditions of comics that we yeah, it's all rebirth characters or all rebirth yeah, DC so, characters. So it's just like I don't know. Like when I heard about it and I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe it has something to do with Suicide Squad too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. And then I found out. I'm like, oh, oh. god, why? And it like so, and it's not even the fact that it's just like, okay, yeah, this is not a good thing because even you know there are people who do this as adults, but even more so that you you think of people who have a tendency to do this and it's like, is this a line that needed to be crossed? Should have there been a line in the sand? Like well, like whoa, whoa, hey, wait a minute, what? Pump the brakes off. You're having an eleven year old come in here with his dad, not only not not a razor, let alone his dad's scalpel, and cut his own wrist. That's to me. We're getting to it next show because it's literally because we can go on this for yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. So next show. We'll be talking about that. Uh, we'll come up with. I'll come up with a few more ideas for this week, and then we'll get into. Um, we'll get into next week's show, and then this will be out for everybody to hear, and we will see how it goes. Yeah, sounds so good. So it's all right. All right. My name is Jay, and, and we'll see you next week. Boom. <laughs>